I'm Merritt Fields, and you're listening to the Career Gems Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest that I had so much fun chatting with. We're talking all about risks and basically how to have the YOLO mentality strategically. Hello, and welcome to the Career Gems Podcast. My name is Merritt Fields, and I equip black and brown women with clear, results-based, actionable tools to empower their career decisions and teach them how to successfully advocate for themselves. If you're new to my podcast or need a reminder, let me give you a little background of myself. Throughout my career and life, advocacy has been the through line since I can remember. I spent 15 years in HR and recruiting, and I've been on both sides of the coin, both preparing candidates with a really high success rate and being a recruiter, or aka the gatekeeper. I want to help you get unstuck and create action for your career. And on a real note, I created my business because as a black woman, I am just tired of seeing other black and brown women getting the short end of the stick, and I wanted to do something about it. So each week, I will have a mix of content. Sometimes there will be special guests dropping knowledge about all things career and sharing their stories, but one thing you can absolutely count on is that each week I will share a question I received and provide tailored recommendations for the best next step. So if you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe and tune in weekly. And if you want the opportunity to be featured on an episode, ask me your questions. Check out the link in the description for how you can do so. All right, so today we are going to switch gears and kick off today and dig into our interview. In today's episode, I spoke with Angela Watts. Angela formerly was one of the only women of color in the IT world until she decided to pursue her heart's desire by creating her own publishing company and starting Atlanta's very own Fashion Week. She also is a founder of Rag Trade Atlanta, which is a community platform committed to promoting Atlanta's fashion community. Their community aims to further the growth and interest of fashion and accessory designers in three key areas, events, content, and strategic partnerships. So without further ado, let's get into this interview. Hi, welcome. Hello. I am. It's so good to see you. Welcome, I'm Merit, and we have a special guest today. If you are in the fashion industry, you already know this amazing name. But today we have the absolutely and wonderful Angela Watts. Welcome. Hi, Hi Merit. How are you? Thank I'm you so much for having well. me. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that you're here. So how we're going to kick off our interview, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a lightning round first. It's kind of just our icebreaker. I'm going to ask you some questions and then you answer whatever comes top of mind. So there's no thinking, there's no wrong answer, just whatever comes top of mind. You ready? Oh, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared of this, but go ahead. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. A clutch or a shoulder bag? Oh, definitely a shoulder bag. Okay. Red or pink lip? Red. (laughs) <laughs> your favorite tv show Scandal. Mm. a wedge or a heel definitely a heel right your favorite season 
fall. I'm an October baby. I'm a September baby. Best way to accessorize? Ooh, definitely with a scarf. Ooh, okay. Instagram or Twitter? Definitely Instagram. Your favorite celebrity? Jay-Z. <laughs> Your favorite song? Ooh, obviously there's so many, but I would have to say it's a Rick Ross record and I can't think of it right now. And the last photograph you took? It was at SCAD mm-hmm. at their opening for Ruth Carter. It was an exhibit around her and her work with different films. So I took some photos there. Awesome. That was it. Yeah. It wasn't too oh, bad. Cool. Right? That wasn't too bad. You gave me options. Yeah. So that didn't, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Thanks. <laughs> good, 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 good. So I want to kick us off and just talk about your incredible career and your success over your career, both in the fashion industry and also in media. And I want to just start with a little bit of background of you to know, like, like, how did this begin? What made you want to get into fashion? You know, honestly, I've always had this, I hate to say this very cliche group of words, but a passion for fashion. I'll just say that, right? I actually started off in technology. I was a Microsoft certified systems engineer. Oh, wow. So I worked for a company by the name of TRX. And TRX, everyone has used their services because when you went to Expedia.com or mm-hmm. one of those type of travel websites, when you purchase your tickets, our servers would process everything from all communications to processing the ticket to everything. And so I worked on our server team where I managed some of the servers. Uh, I did a lot of admin work, but it was one day when something crazy happened. I knew that I was ready for a career change because I got tired of being in IT. And we had this incident that happened called the love bug. It affected pretty much every major company in the world. And pretty much if you did not have like a backup system, your company was down losing millions of dollars. Oh, and so I normally would arrive to work around 7 a.m. And then I would stay to about six because we were we had the ability to work Monday through Thursday mm-hmm. or Tuesday through Friday. And so I took the Monday through Thursday schedule and it happened on that Monday. I was at work from 7 a.m. to about 6 a.m. the next morning. So I almost did 24 hours because we were at our server site, trying to get our servers, the main servers back on because everything had relayed over to our backup system. And that was the day that I realized that it is time to move on mm-hmm. to another career. So I started doing research about public relations. I knew nothing about it. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to become a publicist. I literally said that. Uh And so I got a three reminder and Uh every day when I was at work, I would print every article I could find about publicity. And I created my own book. In essence, it was broken down by events. It was broken down by media relations back then writing the proper way to write press releases, the proper way to pitch, like every article that I can find in those four or five categories, I printed and I studied. And I eventually got my first opportunity when I started doing some promotions, working with this guy named Darius. He was a celebrity trainer and he wanted to start a Sunday 
day party mm-hmm. here in Buckhead at Copeland's. And he was like, listen, I want you to come on board. And since you want to do publicity, I'm going to have you start doing a little bit of marketing and some PR behind it. And I was like, okay, great. So it was my opportunity to really like put what I learned into action. And when I tell you, it was like the best thing to ever happen to me. I got a chance to work my first PR project. And I knew that I wanted to focus in fashion, but I got a chance to work my first PR project, which was with Gary Payton. He was here with the Lakers and he wanted to host a fundraiser, but decided to do a fashion show for the fundraiser. So I provided publicity for that. And when I got Back then, it was about the number of words or how big the article was Mm -hmm. in Atlanta Daily World. And I was in the photo with him and the guy that brought me on board. I was like, okay, this is like what I'm supposed to do. That's it. How did you know you always wanted to do fashion? Was that just like your own interest and passion that you've always had? It was just my own interest and, and passion. And when I learned, I knew that the basis of the PR work that I would do would be centered around events. Mm -hmm. But then when I learned more and more about fashion week, it really intrigued me about the shows and the things that were happening in New York. And so again, continued, I do research and, and just learn more about what was happening there. And I loved it. Like I was just drawn into it, how they would just produce these collections and, and the thought and the process and the stories that they were able to tell behind each collection was very, very exciting for me. And I was like, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. So in essence, I was like, if I do publicity and I can work in fashion, then I can also do events. So it just made it because I'm a social person. So it just made it like the perfect career for anyone, for me anyway. Yeah. And in that same vein, you are the one who brought Fashion Week in Atlanta, correct? Yes. So... In 2006, I got laid off Mm -hmm. for my position, August 2006 with TRX. And so September 2006 is when I started my agency. Back then it was called AW Media Group. And what I made it an effort to start working with different brands. I was kind of just touching a little bit of everything, but particularly fashion brands or boutiques. So just doing small events for them. And so I would do different shows or I would do presentations or I do shopping events, you know, just working on those types of events. And then, but I was doing them so much that I was like, okay, now I can start bringing this in to create a fashion week, right? Fast forward to 2013, I was like, well, I really need to create something under another moniker. So I thought about rag trade. I did some research. Wanted to come up with a name that was unique. I didn't really at that time want to use Atlanta Fashion Week because I feel like there were a few people that were using that that name, but wasn't really, and it, it was tarnished in my eyes. Mm. So I came up with the Rag Trade Atlanta Fashion Week to make it different. And that's when we produced one of the bigger shows under that moniker. And then it just kind of grew from there. That's amazing. And then, so Rag Trade, what I love about the organization as well is it, it's almost like you're you're lifting as you climb, if you will. Like there's so many supports. There's so many things that mm-hmm. you're doing for people who are up and coming, providing mentorship, providing mm-hmm. scholarships, and essentially uh, providing exposure. I'm curious mm-hmm. about like how you transitioned and focused on 
providing like a broader sense of that. And then I also want to know your connection to Atlanta. I know I feel like in everything, there's always like, we want to make sure that Atlanta has a footprint in this industry and that people understand Atlanta is here to stay. So I'm glad that you say that because all of my friends are just like, you're, you told Atlanta flag. And I really, really do, because I just really believe in the creativity of the city. This is the city that gave me my start. This is the city that embraced me. And this is the city that has allowed me to really try my ideas out there and support it. You know, a lot of times it's hard to get through certain industries without going through a gatekeeper. Here, you know, you have that freedom to create. And if people like, they will come. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was able to do. So that's the reason why I told Atlanta flag to its highest. And in all, in all respect, Atlanta has led culture for so many years, the things that we're doing here. I mean, even now in the political space, all eyes were on Georgia, particularly Atlanta about pushing these two Senate seats. And we pretty much did it. You know, we did it. And I mean, what else can I say? Like, we're just, we're, I feel like we're the perfect model that other cities that are that have high density of African Americans can use yep. to take back to their city to really experience what we experience here. Yeah. So the way that um, initially with the shows with Rag Trade, it was all about the fashion shows. Mm-hmm. We wanted to ensure that we promoted independent designers. And then we also understand that Atlanta really did not at that time have a platform that provided support for our independent designers that are grown, that are here. I understood just working in publicity, marketing and events that Atlanta had a market for this particular industry. But again, there have been plenty of attempts to create something special around the fashion community. Unfortunately, it never came to fruition or the execution wasn't just there, right? So taking all of my experience that I I garnered from working a lot of different events with different brands and different clients, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So one of my girlfriends, who's a really good friend of mine, um, she actually was part of the board that started Charleston Fashion Week. And so I went to her and I was like, look, why would you join me with this? And let's just try to create something great. And she agreed. And so we started having our meetings around the shows to make it bigger, like I told you before. And then from there, once we had our shows, like maybe for two years, the designers came to us and it was like, look, the shows are great, but we need education. We need education around how to run a business, education around producing content, workshop panels and panel discussions and industry with industry experts. Can we make this bigger? And I was like, absolutely. You know, so then I started adding additional programming for mm-hmm. rag trade, introduce a membership model, and then also started producing content around the things that we were trying to push out in regards to our messaging, which is support, which is a community. Those were the most important things for us because we knew that we did not have it here. And we knew that it was such, everyone was so so disenfranchised that nobody really are working in different silos Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that they did not have a common place to come and have conversations. So we wanted to provide that. 
Yeah. And it, see, and it sounds like you already have done so. So congratulations on that as well. Thank um, you. Has COVID affected any of that for you guys as far as like the cohesion? Like how has COVID affected rag trade, if at all? Uh, it affected, honestly, it disrupted all of my businesses because I have in real life experiences. Mm -hmm. That's where we focused, right? And so the idea of virtual events just wasn't my thing. I, I don't really care for it. Mm -hmm. I do understand that that is going to be part of any campaign going forward. Yeah. But how can I make it different and make it more exciting, right? How can I make it more engaging, where it's just not, you're looking at a screen and hearing people have conversation. So I'm trying to figure that piece out. I know that we're going to have to have that integrated within Atlanta Fashion Week that will take place later this year in October. But when I do, I want to make sure that is elevated based on from everything that I've, from my learnings and what I've experienced during this time, this downtime. Got it. Yeah, fair enough. Now you mentioned being in the tech world. And the tech world is usually a very male dominated industry. And so I'm wondering if there's any trends within that industry that just kind of rubbed you the wrong way. You already kind of talked about what your final straw was, was like, yeah, working 24 hours a day, like, or almost <laughs> like, uh-uh, that's not gonna, it's not gonna work for me. But I am curious about just any trends that you saw when you were in that corporate space for people to be able to pick up on and know mm -hmm. that they're not the only ones there who are experiencing some of the things that they are. And, you know, for me, it was mainly situated around having freedom mm -hmm. to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it and to not have a limit on the amount of money that I could make. Granted, I did pretty well working in IT I was the only female on the team amongst my white male counterparts and maybe a couple of black men that were part of the team, but I was the only female on the team. Now, that wasn't always a bad thing, you know, but it wasn't where I wanted to be. I knew that I was more social. I wanted to be out engaging with people a lot more. And I really just lost interest in the career because honestly, the money did drive me to even engage with it. But once I got into it, I was just like, it's cool. I did pretty well in it, but I think I had, there's something more for me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I started researching, you know, marketing and communications. And that's where I found my calling. You know, I was easily integrated into the industry. I really did not have mentors that taught me the ropes. I really taught myself everything by trial and error. I was like, I'm going to get out here. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to take the theory and then apply it to real life. And that's what I did. So if you could give any advice based on all the experience, based on all the wonderful things that have happened, what would be your advice that you would give our audience, especially those who are tuned into the Safe Space for Black Girls Career Advice column? I'm curious to see like, if there's any advice that you can give someone right now, especially a Black woman right now, who is could be in the mid-level of her career and she's mm -hmm. almost at the same crossroads that you were in as well, what would be the advice that you would give them? You only live once. If you want to do it, just do it. Luckily for me, my prayer, and I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> when I realized I did not want to work in IT anymore, mm -hmm. I prayed that I would get laid off. Oh, wow. I wow. prayed. I was like, because 
I knew that if I got laid off, that I'll be offered a package mm-hmm. and that package can run me through <laughs> X amount of months while I build my business up. <laughs> Fair enough. Strategic if you think about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was very strategic and it's so crazy because my my manager who was really, he was really, really nice and always supported me in everything that I did. He came to me and he said, um, Angela, I'm going to let you know something right now. Do not say that, say anything to anyone, but they're going to lay you off in August. I was like, they are? He was <laughs> like, yes. I was like, well, damn. I said, my prayer, the power of prayer really worked. Yes, Because I literally prayed for that. And August came, August 31st came, human resources came downstairs, asked me to go into the conference room. And they told me that we were, they were laying me off. I act. I was surprised. I asked if I was very surprised. And then when they left, I went to my desk and I just started crying. And I was tears like, of wow. joy. I don't know if it was tears okay. of joy or if it was tears of like, wow, the, my next step, the next part of my career is starting. And I don't now I'm leaving all of my friends and everything that I've known. You know what I mean? So I stayed in contact with the group for a while, actually for a very long time. We would go to lunch for my manager's birthday every year or whatever but yeah I cried and it was a, I think it was mixed emotions honestly at the end but I was still happy but still sad at the same time yeah yeah but it ended up as it always does working out for the better so, yeah, so absolutely glad. so um, whatever you want to do just do you know just do it that's what that's my thing don't hold back obviously do be strategic so if you need to be if you need to pray for to be relieved of your duties by being laid off, <laughs> whatever works for you. That worked for me, obviously, but yeah, just do it. Perfect. If people want to follow you, if they want to follow Rag Trade, where do they go? So they can follow me personally on my personal pages, which are, and they're all open, Angela S. Watts. Um, you can follow me on Rag Trade at Rag Trade Atlanta, and that's R A G T R A D E Atlanta. And then you could also follow me on 10 squared, which is one zero squared S Q U A R E D. Perfect. Well, Angela, thank you so much for joining and sharing your story. I really, really appreciate it. So this concludes our episode today. And I hope that you remember that when you have a solid plan, you can do whatever you want to do. Just take the time, sit back and really think what you want and then Begin to strategize this. Remember, you are magical. And girl, your ancestors live inside you. There's literally nothing you can't do. Thank you for listening and joining me today on Career Gems. Before we go, make sure you show some love for your favorite podcast by subscribing and leaving me a review. And also, if you want the opportunity to be featured in an episode, ask me your questions. Check out the link in the description to submit your question. I hope you have an amazing day. Mm